Hey folks, welcome to today's Life Coach Pod. We're going to have a very special guest. I've been so excited to have Stacy join us today. She'll be on and um, I'm going to start the show as I normally do. First reminding you what day of the week it is. It's Friday. It's Friday, April 3rd, if you can believe it. We've actually launched into a new month unless you've been sheltered at home and we are officially continuing March. So it is March 34th for those of you keeping score. As usual, today we will have uh, questions at the end. You are welcome to join in. I love that there's a live audience that people can participate. So feel free as you write down your questions and you don't have to be on camera. You can be um, quiet. You can use chat if you'd like. I monitor that as well. For the time capsule moments today, I decided nobody needed to be too depressed. Yesterday's news was depressing and there's enough depressing news out there. But I did want to do a quick update from yesterday's news about the small business loans. I have somebody coming next week on Tuesday to talk about these in depth. Uh, it's actually a fellow classmate of mine who happens to be a, a finance person. And so she'll get into the ins and outs, but this is a real big deal for gig workers, sole proprietors, anybody out there who knows they won't qualify for unemployment. You have a way to potentially get some money to help you survive in the months to come. Because I don't really know what's gonna to happen to the gig economy, but with everybody else out of work, I think we're kind of screwed right now, unless we're very, very creative or have a very unique skill. So I want you to stay tuned for the small business loans update. It is not going as smoothly as we might've thought coming from the Trump administration. I listened to Steve Mnuchin yesterday. He sounded like it was all great, except he kind of forgot the part about the banks and their regulations. So. I'm gonna look at the updates on that over the weekend and then Shauna will be here next week. Um, that's an upcoming guest. She'll be here on Tuesday to talk about what that means for all of us that need some additional income and hopefully made some money last year as a gig worker so that you can show that you are worthy. There you go. Uh, also, the two stories I saw today. First of all, masks. Everybody knows now they're finally saying we should be wearing masks. It kind of makes sense to me. I mean, just, it seems like the default should be wear a mask because of course you're keeping your own germs to yourself. If you are um, not showing any symptoms, but you happen to be carrying the virus, but also I've wore a mask this week that my daughter made for me from her sleep mask. It was pretty funny. I wore that to the store because I had to get a new doorknob for our house. And um, the one thing I noticed about wearing the mask is I was paying much more attention to my to where I was standing, to the social distancing, to what I was touching, it just it just increased my awareness. I understand after a while we'll habituate and get used to wearing masks, but at first it's a good way to remember to just be careful. So you should be preparing your masks. There's so many ways you can make them online. 100% uh, cotton is what I hear is some of the best, and double it. I've made mine here out of uh, Katie had this weird shirt, but it has the word obey. So my mask is cleverly also a fashion statement that says obey. Uh, you leave it to a marketing person to do that. Okay, so look at, figure out your masks, guys. Uh, a lot of neighborhoods, uh, next door, a lot of folks are making them for their neighbors because they know they can't make the kind that healthcare workers need. So there might be an opportunity to get them that way too if you are not crafty. And then the next thing is that I, this just cracked me up. It's out of Kentucky. And I don't have the link to the story for you because I just started laughing too hard, but they've actually resorted to putting ankle bracelets that, that you know, like uh, that you have to wear when you're on parole or um, being sheltered in, in place as a bad guy. They're putting ankle bracelets on people who are not behaving and not staying at home. 
So I'm just telling you, this is getting super dystopian. And it's, I know I'm laughing because it is pretty funny. But on the other hand, holy crap, if this really starts to escalate, this could be crazy. So all of you that are into conspiracy theories, begin. And now is the time. That's your writing prompt. If everybody had to wear an ankle blank bracelet so we could be tracked, what would yours look like? What would you do? Would you want to be the person that escapes and lives on the outside? Like in Logan's Run, remember when Jenny Augutter got out and they were on the outside? That might be something you want to do. See, you're killing me because you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you're one of those people, now's the time to start cooking up your plan. How would you break free of the ankle bracelet? Okay, there's your current events for the day for the time capsule so we can all remember what the hell was going on on April 3rd, 2020. This is what it was. I am going to transition now and take a breath and slow down and chill the mood a bit because I have a very special guest for us today, Stacy Scott, who I bill as a paranormal investigator. That's how she bills herself, but there's so much more to her and what she does. And of course, because of my history with true crime, I find this fascinating. At, at one point in, the, in my dad's murder, there was a, a psychic who came to me and said she kept seeing the murderer around water. Now it's interesting because as it turns out, D'Angelo was a fisherman, but you know, that's, that's a very broad, that was very broad. It, it was nothing I could do anything with. So, and yet I'm still intrigued, right? I, I talked to a medium since that um, for sure brought my dad forward and I was able to get some messaging from my dad. So that was powerful for me. And again, I'm one of those people where I can choose to believe it or not. I happen to believe it. It helped me heal. So it was very powerful for me. So I'm super excited to have Stacy here. And I'm going to now be quiet and let Stacy in her, uh, introduce herself. Please, Stace. Hi, everyone. How are you today? This is a good crowd. Awesome. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm, I'm so excited. So my name is Stacy Scott. And I am a forensic psychic medium and a paranormal investigator. Um, I have been doing it professionally since about 2013, 2014, um, giving personal readings as well as case readings um, for people and law enforcement. Um, I have been doing paranormal investigating. That's more of like my side, what I love to do on the side for fun. And, um, and then also I'm a Reiki master as well. And uh, my day job is I'm an IT person. So it's kind of, I'm kind of a funny combination. Right. So I'm a very funny combination of, you know, I've got this one side of me that's very spiritual and, and then I'm like very, you know, type A. So I'm very like analytical and process driven. And if it's, if it's broke, fix it. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of an odd duck. (laughs) That's actually a pretty cool mix, though, because you are working, if you're doing the paranormal stuff and the psychic stuff, you're working with people who are like IT people, right? Black and white, Yep. evidence-based, data-driven. Yeah, yeah. And I think that helps, and I may be getting ahead of the conversation here a little bit, but I think that as far as the, like, communicating with people and communicating, especially with law enforcement, um, I think that, I think those qualities are very helpful. Um, because when I do communicate, I usually receive a response back. And so, yeah, I think that, I think that helps a little bit. Oh, it's got to help a ton. Cause I, yeah, I grew up with a lawyer, so I know it's don't come yeah. with your ideas, come with your facts, right? Right. Exactly. 
Yep. So yeah, I'm very used to that. So, okay. So I'm super, I just want to know all about you. So how how did this, like, did you just wake up one day and said, oh my God, or tell me about the evolution. And is it like a sense, like a, Sure. Tell me how it manifests and what that's like for you. So for me, I've had this since I was a little girl. Uh, I remember we moved into my house. I'm born and raised in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And um, so my house in Brooklyn Center, um, you know, I remember from a very early age, we we moved in there when I was three. And I remember like not liking being in my room at night by myself. Um, I didn't want, I slept with the light on, the door had to be open. And most of the time I ended up in my parents' bedroom. Um, So I knew from a very early age, I could like sense and feel things that other people couldn't. And, um, and then as I got older, um, (laughs) this is a crazy part. I actually started giving readings to my friends without knowing what I was doing. Like even when I was a little girl, like I would just start saying stuff and and little things too. Like I liked hanging out with adults more than I liked hanging out with kids. Um, I related to adults better. Um, I was always interested in, do you remember that old show in search of? Yeah, that was a great show. Yeah. Like I was in love with that show every day. I was just like obsessed. Okay, for all you youngsters, go Google it. I think there's YouTube videos of In Search Of on YouTube. So totally worth going to check it out. You've got time now. So, yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, I just, you know, that has always been with me. And then in my early 20s, my very early 20s, I did take a beginning psychic medium class just because I, you know, I knew that something was there and, and wanted to explore it. Well, we got to a class in psychometry, which is uh, reading objects. And this particular class, everybody brought a picture and had it in an envelope. And then we passed all the envelopes around and then we each read the envelopes. I was spot on for a lot of them. And excuse my language, I actually swear like a sailor, so I apologize if I offend anybody. Um, It scared the shit out of me and I didn't go back to the class. Really? I was going to ask how it felt. Like, was it? It was it uh, having that validation. I wasn't ready for it. Right. That actually makes sense to me that it would be too much power, like too powerful. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Exactly. So then fast forward about 10 years um, or wait, no, actually longer than that. When was it? Yeah. It was like when I was in my late thirties, early forties, I took another beginning psychic development class back in 2013 and that one I had had an experience at a spiritual group that I was at where I channeled something and channeling is basically the spirit takes, I don't like using that phrase takes over, but it, it like communicates through you in a way where you're not exactly present. And so that was very disturbing to me. And so that was a moment where it's like, okay, you need to get right with this or just set it off to the side and, and live your life. And so I decided to, you know, get right with it and I, I wanted to explore it. And so it was just a really great class and the women, it was psychics in the cities. They're based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, just amazing women. And, um, just very, you know, mentored me and, um, basically said, you know, by the end of the class, we think of you as a colleague, you should be doing this. And so that's when I kind of hung my shingle out and, I've been giving readings ever since. And did your parents know you? Do your parents know you do this? They do. So does my family. Um, I'm out of the closet uh, (laughs) in that regard. (laughs) And, uh, 
Yeah, that was that was a tricky conversation because um, you know, as you get older, you just want to live as authentically as possible. Oh yes. And uh, and so I didn't I didn't want to hide that part of me, and, and because I was actually doing it publicly and like doing it at fairs and stuff like that too, I just yeah I just said well this is what I can do and this is what I do do and uh, yeah so. Um, with my family, it's more of like a don't ask, don't tell type of thing. Like I'll, I'll explain, <laughs> like I'll tell them when I'm doing stuff and that, you know, like, oh, I had a really good reading, but I won't go into details, especially if like my mom, she's awesome and loves me, but I know that it's not her favorite subject and I'm um, same for my brother. And so with them, I just very lightly describe stuff. My sister is much more cool. She's totally okay with that, so I'll, you know, give her details about stuff. Uh, I mean, you know, nothing right. to, nothing private about people. No, but um, your support, but she's there for to support you and yeah, get excited yeah. when you get excited. And yeah. So it's yeah. so funny because all I kept thinking while you were telling that story is I'm like, thank God she's in Minnesota because in Minnesota, nice, nobody's going to tell you to your face. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so, and actually, yeah. right now, I'm living in California. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. Well, now you're where you belong, right? This is, I... that's it, yes. Right. <laughs> have a high tolerance for this. We, we, we actually love this because what's more information? It's all good. Right, and it's so funny that ever since I moved here, um, I went through a really, uh, you know, really difficult time um, around the fall of 2016 and actually, fell into a pretty deep depression and stuff, but now I'm like on the other side of that. And I think being here in California for the last couple of years has definitely, like, I've lost like 30 pounds again and I'm super healthy and I'm running again. And so I think, I think it really is important where you live. I think that energy really affects, affects you. And so, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. So it's interesting to me, because even when we were talking on email, you said the thing that I think is powerful and, and I, and I understand your idea of channeling. I, I feel like that happens to me when I write, like it, I almost like the character or the story just uses me as the vessel. Yep. Like I really yes. don't have control over it when I start to write. Mm -hmm. But when you, when we were talking on email, when you said, I'm going to let the spirit guide yeah. me, guide yeah. us, how, tell me, can you use more words? Use the IT brain to describe what that's like sure. I, or what that, how that works in your mind. Yeah, sure. So for me, I am, I've got all of the clairs. So I'm clairvoyant, which means clear seeing. I'm clairsentient, which means clear feeling. That's probably the strongest one for me. So like I get physical sensations for people um, or cases when I'm reading. Um, so like if you're sick, Jen, like if you've got a pain in the back of your right side of your head, I'll pick up on that and, um, you know, be able to talk to you about what's going on with you for that. Um, uh, what else? I'm, I'm clear audience. That means I hear that's another strong one for me. So basically I receive all of the, I, I get messages, all of the ways you can get them. Um, I'm a clear cognizant, which, um, is comes in handy cause I do pre readings. So when I'm doing a reading for a, a personal client or a case, I kind of get quiet and meditative and then I get information before the reading. So we can kind of hit the ground running when I do meet with that person or the, or whoever the, or the law enforcement. Um, and so for me, oh gosh, let's see, that's kind of, it's, it's kind of like, um, so I receive messages that way. And then it's also just like this, 
I don't know. It's just like this knowing, um, you get, as you practice, as you trust it more, cause everybody's got this. So like, I'm not special. Like y'all can do this. It's just a matter of trusting yourself and listening and, and then putting yourself out there and saying, Hey, you know, like, especially start with friends, like, Hey, I'm kind of feeling this about you and just share and see what they say. They may say you're crazy. Nope, not at all. Or they may be like, Oh yeah, I have been feeling that way. And so it's just, yeah, like I said, not special. Everybody's got this. It's just a matter of really trusting yourself and, um, and just, you know, giving that information to the people and, or writing it down and just, you know, seeing like, for instance, for, with the case, um, if you're starting to get stuff about something, just write it down and then, you know, follow the news story and see if you're right. So this is interesting to me because people like, so our case was cold for, for decades, just decades. Mm -hmm. And I think of myself as being pretty intuitive, but I just didn't get a lot of, um, information. And I almost wonder if the closer you are, the harder it is to actually be open to new information. That is absolutely correct. So for me, I can't do readings for my close family members. Okay. Um, and it's rare when I get information about myself. So as a psychic medium, if I want information about myself, I do have to go to another psychic medium to get a reading. So screw all those people who say psychics don't know when they're going to die. Of course they don't. Well, that, oh. well, that, for me, that that's I I have an idea. You do okay. So those types of things we usually do know. It's just the general day to day. Like, am I gonna ever get married? It's just stupid stuff like that. The, that's what we need to go to to other psychics for. Yeah. Plus, guess what? People set your intentions, and you can make things happen. So there you go. Yes, that's right. Yes, the law there, of attraction. There's no is, magic here. Yeah. Right. Yep, exactly. Okay, you got it. You want to have happen to happen. Yep. So, okay, so this is cool. So now you have this talent, uh, this skill, or this, um, and, and this ability. Ability, yeah, the sense that you've built, this mm -hmm. sixth sense or fifth sense or sixth sense. But mm -hmm. now you suddenly start to find yourself crossing over to crime and into, did you start with cold cases or how did it work? So uh, my very first case was back in, I'm looking at my notebook because, yeah. you know. Um, uh, back in 2015, I had just started giving readings probably about a year before that, uh, just personal readings. And my friend Tammy had called me and said, Hey, Stacy, have you heard about this case? It's in Crystal, which is, you know, not that far from where I grew up, uh, Minnesota. And I said, no, I, at the time I wasn't watching television because I just, you know, when, when you're super sensitive, everything like you're, you're sensitive. So yeah. everything affects you deeply. And so I was going through a, I just can't handle TV phase. And so, um, so for me, and this is going to answer a couple more questions. I think that you have too, possibly. Yeah. So, for, so Tammy texted me or called me and said, Hey, Stacey, you should look at this case. And, um, his name was Barway Collins. He was, I think 10 or 11 and he had disappeared. And so she's like, you know, you should really work on this. And I said, okay, I'll take a look. So, uh, for me and for everybody out there listening to this, um, just really quick, when you go to a psychic medium, less is more. Meaning when you go, if they start asking you a lot of leading questions, um, and then, so I'm going to stop there and back up for just a second. 
when you see them, they should be able to give you some pretty good information within like the first three to five minutes. Something that you can connect with, something that you know that's personal about you that they shouldn't know because they don't know you. Um, and so, you know, we may ask a few leading questions, but not, most of it's me verbalizing towards you. It's not the other way around. Okay. So that's so, really important. So you very. want to find the pump. You can answer a few questions to help you get clarity. Yes. But otherwise be quiet. Don't come in babbling. Yes. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Side, side note before bar away. Yeah. This one uh, lady had contacted me on Twitter about a case. And we had been communicating, uh, you know, texting each other. And all of a sudden, I saw this big, long DM from her. And I immediately deleted it. And I said, I don't want to know anything about this. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God, no, no, I can't see it. So, yeah, definitely don't babble. Let the psychic medium do their job. Like I said, they may ask you a few pieces, like a person's name, Maybe they're, you know, they might say what was their favorite color. However, they connect with people. So for me, I connect with people by their first name. And then a picture is always helpful too, especially on casework. But first names, like even when I'm giving personal readings, if you say Paul, then I'll be like, okay, that's your brother, blah, 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 and, and go from there. So um, yeah. Less so, is more. Less is more. Calm down. I know you're excited to meet Stacy, but let her... Let her tune in and tell you what she's hearing, not what you're wanting to say. That's yeah. super important. Okay, good. Exactly. So, so with Barway's case, I went online super quick. I just saw the picture, the name, Crystal, that he had disappeared. And then I like got off the computer. I, I didn't want to know anything else. And so for me doing casework too, children especially come to me um, the easiest I do work on adult cases, of course, that kids, and so Barley was like, I immediately connected with him and um, started receiving information. And so, and I was scared, S-less about contacting law enforcement because it was the first time I'd ever contacted law enforcement about stuff like this. Oh yeah, so, you know you're gonna go right to the like junior deputy kook patrol because- Right, like I was freaked out. calling yeah. them, but who are you? Right. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. um, so my method of communication is usually email because that's a little gentler and then, you know, it's not as hard for me to hear if they're like, no. So, um, yes. so I emailed the Crystal PD and said, um, you know, my name is Stacy. I'm a psychic medium. I do have a format that I use for law enforcement that's very, again, business, like very businessy, very business. Yeah. Uh, like that logical and, and a process and yes a, yeah. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. And, I, I know what um, you're talking about it's a business communication it's just like yeah the facts. right it's not like he's by a rock in the woods it's like yeah click delete you know right so um so yep yeah, so i had emailed them and then later that night actually uh, one of the detectives did call me back um and i went in the next day and um talked to them about the case and the information i got and then the crazy part that i just so when I'm giving a reading, I usually like have this thing. I don't go completely woo-woo, but I do have a tendency to not make eye contact with the person. And I have a tendency to like look down in a way when I'm receiving the information. And so, of course, we were talking about it. So I started getting stuff at, in, the, in the box, in the, in the room, and um, at the police station. And so I was a little, you know, 
I was nervous about that because I didn't know how they would react to it. I was like, oh, they're just going to either lock me up or <coughs> send me home. And uh, probably they'll lock me up. And so, um, but it was a really good, they were very attentive. They took notes. They were very great about it. Um, and so with Barraway's case, you know, I did get some more information when I was at the police department. And then where he, where they eventually found his body was a park that I actually grew up by. It was in walking distance of my, of my house that I grew up in. Ugh. And um, so that morning before they found him, I had been to the park because um, I just knew I needed to go there and, um, you know, emailed the detective back and said, I'm here. This is where I was in the park. I really feel like you're going to find his body in this area. I couldn't go down there because I had girl shoes on at the time. So, you know, I, I couldn't hike or anything. And, um, and so later that day, the Boy Scouts were there to do a search and they found his body like really, really close to where I, I felt that it was. So it's, you know, it's really challenging because as a psychic medium, you appreciate the validation again, but you hate to be right. But yeah, too. I know. Yeah. Cause it's just really, I mean, it's very sad. And his mom wasn't here and I'm sorry if I'm going <clears throat> yeah, to, his mom was here. not <laughs> in the country and, um, and it was family members that did that to him. Oh no. Yeah. So that was, that was a very, that was a hard case, but it also then sparked my passion for it. Like if I can help, if I can utilize these abilities to help families and people and not just give like, am I ever going to get married? You know, those types of readings, then that, that was like it for me. That's what I want to do with this. Wow. I, I, I even understood the, the flash of tears because it's funny when I even talk about this old stuff that I talk about every once in a while, it gets me like you just, yeah. yeah. So if you're, if you're, if, if the client comes to you and they have a cold case, are, mm -hmm. how are you on crime solving? That was that you, the, the child spoke to you and helped you find him. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of finding who hurt them, do the kids ever come to you and give you more information? Because I can think of a murder case that I follow that's two young girls and yep. damn, they need to talk to you. I mean, yeah. So yes. Yeah. Yep. So that does happen. So for me, I see it from both perspectives. So when I'm, get, when I'm getting the information, I'm not just getting it from the victim. I also, unfortunately, can see it from the perpetrator side. Oh. And usually that happens at the same, <laughs> at the same time. So um, usually I try to channel the victim first and get as much information from them as I possibly can. And then because it is helpful, I, I switch over and go to the perpetrator and so I can get information about, and I'm going to use the pronoun he because generally speaking, yeah. it is a male. So I apologize if I offend anybody, but, you know, go to his, like get in his mind's eye and try to see things that may give more clues to to the family or to law enforcement or and that's one of the things that i wanted to say that i want to say before i forget for the people listening um if you i usually only work with the direct um like family of origin family members so like mother father sister brother that type okay. or law enforcement themselves because what i found is the further i get out from the person that's disappeared the more drama and like convoluted 
it gets. So, and just communicating with people and actually being able to provide the information in a way that's going to help. So a lot of times if it's like a friend of the family or an aunt or an uncle, and that's the aunt and uncle thing's rare, but like if it's a friend of the family, it's more just about them wanting to know, you know what I mean? I totally get it. And I think yeah. only me because I'm living it Been myself, there. right? Yeah. And I yeah. get how clear I am about my relationship with them. And mm -hmm. it's at times it feels like I've actually almost been there. I mean, I, I don't want to say that because it's so not true. I mean, it's not fair. I get what you mean about not wanting to intrude on that experience right. that's exclusively theirs, right? For yes. all yep. of its pain and misery. But I also understand the clarity with which I can see it right now, even mm -hmm. maybe more than my brothers, because yeah. I've been focused on it for so long. And so right. my empathy and my connectedness to it has absolutely increased. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, so that so that's one thing that, yeah, that primary relationship then is really important. Yep. So that's what I follow. Yeah. Yep. Oh and, wow. Okay. Yeah. So so have you had problems with the police? Have you had some of them be like, yeah, thanks? Yeah, there's been a few, or I don't receive a response back from an email. Um, but at, most of the time I actually get, you know, they at least say thank you. Um, or like I've uh, worked with NICMEC, uh, the National Center for Missing Exploited Children, a couple of times. Wow. Um, and Name US, I think it's called, and did receive a response from them too for a recent case. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, but I do get the crickets, so it happens. And I understand that. And so there's two pieces of this is that I think and or feel, I should say, that law enforcement does use psychic mediums more than they advertise because Ooh. some because somebody, a detective or whoever the case may be, you know, has an experience that's a positive experience, even if it's something in their personal life, and they're like, hmm, this could possibly help. Um, or B, you know, yeah, they're just like don't want have want to have anything to do with that. And that's and I understand that because this is not an exact science. Like I'm only usually about 85% correct most yeah. of the time. So I'm wrong sometimes like flat out, just I'm, I'm not connected with the energy of it really. And so that's important for me when I start working on a case is that I have to feel connected to it. I have to actually feel the person coming through or feel a connection to the picture or uh, you know, whatever, because then I'll receive more information, but if I force it, then it, it's just not as effective. So, how, so I'm so intrigued by this. Um, <laughs> I had, well, I was thinking two thoughts. I was thinking one about the woman from um, Idaho who is the cloak lady and her two children are missing. And oh, yeah, all, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, well we all think we're pretty sure we know they're dead. But I'm right. wondering yeah. if, if spirit ever comes to you and says, I need you on the case. Like if you've actually had spirit command you to be on the case. That does happen. Um, okay. Yeah. Where it's not somebody that's reaching out to me, but it's actually like, yeah. When yeah. I, like if I read something about a case or um, yeah, I'll get a feeling about it and, and then I'll do a reading on it and reach out it, to whoever I need to. It's so funny because I was convinced uh, my mom doesn't know this, but I was convinced that I, that Charlene would have reached out. Like if there was a way of all the people I know on the planet 
Charlene would have reached out. I don't know who mm-hmm. she would have reached out to, but I just feel like her, and she's the, and her spirit did not come through when I talked to the medium. It's interesting okay. to me that yeah. Charlene actually, to me, is um, maybe the most tragic person in our situation, in, in our crime. But it's yeah. funny, I thought for sure she would be the one. In fact, I was convinced she had visited me twice hmm. um, post mortem. Right. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. very convinced both at her house and at mine, at my mom's house. Okay. So, but it's, it's, it, I just wondered if spirit could be so motivated or felt so unsettled and frightened that they would come to you. So I'm, I think that's pretty cool that they do. Yeah. And sometimes it's tricky too, because they're not always forthcoming with like, my name is Susie Smith. I live in, you know, Rhode Island. I've got, you know, I, it's like pieces. And so literally I have a notebook by my bed keep that there. Um, when I wake up because, because of the clairvoyance, um, I do receive, I have very vivid dreams like every single night. It's, it's like being on LSD practically. I've never been on LSD. But, <laughs> but so and, I um, <laughs> and so, um, so I do keep a notebook by my bed. And when I do receive information like that, then the next morning I'll actually try to find that person online. So like I'll Google, like if I get a name or their description, I'll go to like Nick if especially if it's a kid, um, and I'll put in their height, weight, whatever the case may be, and try to find them to see if I can, you know, kind of start from there. Thoughts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, that's just amazing to me. It's, it's not all the time. It's, it's no. you know, yeah. Well, it's kind of also be every hard once in a while. If it's coming out of those crazy dreams too, because I – I know what you mean about like they get vivid and there's a lot happening and then you have to be able to decipher what yes. was legit. What was my yep. own brain doing? And that's, yeah. And that's kind of the whole thing with a reading too. It's like, okay, that's the, the big word is discernment. You need to know if it's spirit or if it's your own thoughts, feelings. Yeah. That that's the hardest part I think of, really embracing the whole psychic medium thing is, is the discernment and getting really good at that. Okay, guys, you guys have questions. I know there's a couple of people on the line that might have questions. Um, just take yourself off mute and you can join in. And if you want to also share your camera, you can, but um, now's the time. I would love to hear what um, people are interested in. Y'all are going to be quiet. Donna. Donna works uh, in law enforcement, so I thought she would really find this interesting. Well, you know I'm going to say something. Oh, yes, Ms. Seal. Go ahead. Okay, I love her quote, y'all can do this. (laughs) Got to make that into a t-shirt. I was wondering when, I don't know if you watch true crime TV shows or cold case shows, and if you do, do you get feelings about what happened or who did it? So if it's, I do watch them every once in a while. I, I actually don't watch a whole lot of TV. There's only a couple of shows that I really like to watch. Um, I'm more of like a music person, again, just because everything's usually coming in. Um, but yeah, there's been times where I watch like um, uh, the Making of a Killer series on Netflix. Yeah, um, I did do a reading for that because I was like the whole time I'm like getting stuff like left and right. And I'm just like, okay, that's it. I, I have to write it down and send it to his lawyer. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, that does happen. And if I, again, if I feel really strongly about it, I will take action and actually reach out to whoever 
is involved mm -hmm. in that case and yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then another thing I was wondering is, do you think that your abilities could help in genealogical research? So Jen, that's the interesting thing that I that we haven't talked about is I actually did do a few readings for the Golden State Killer case. You did. So sorry, people just side. So after this, I will email you my readings if, if you're okay with that. Oh yeah. Hello. Okay. That's fascinating. Okay. So, um, one of my very first readings to answer your question, um, is that, yeah, I actually said in one of the very first readings for that case that they're going to catch them with DNA. I, I just knew it. That was one of the first things I knew without a shadow of a doubt. And so, um, yeah, so I do believe that there's, I don't know how to explain this. Yeah, I do believe that there's a connection there because everything is energy. I mean, we're all energy. So I believe that the DNA, I don't know how it's exactly going to work yet. Like, I don't know how we're going to make that connection. But yes, I believe that there's, I believe that that can be, that right, those well, two it, go together. Well, in my instance, I've been doing genealogy since I was 12 years old and I'm 55 now and I've really been diving in even more since, you know, I can't do anything else. And I've hit two walls where I found a big skeleton in the closet that my grandma is not my, my great grandfather's child. Okay. And then one of my great grandfathers, I can't find out how he came here from Germany and I cannot find any tie to him in Germany, even though I, I, I paid for it so I can look at German records, but it's like, like he came from out of nowhere and it's like, it's really bothering me. Yeah. Yep. So for that, for me, like, um, you know, if you've got like their names, like uh -huh. if I, so what I would do is I would do a reading for that and based okay. on their names and a little bit of information again, I don't want to know a whole bunch of it. Um, uh -huh. it just, and yeah, because, and they're deceased. So yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yep. But so that have is, you know, he came to New York in 1841 and I have his name and that's it. So mm -hmm. see, there's a, that's a whole new marketing avenue for you as well. <laughs> you can help people who've hit the genealogical walls. Right. To help yeah. That, I mean, we could, we could try so it as an experiment. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's so frustrating, especially after doing it for so long. It's like, Come on, man. Where is he? You know, yeah. what happened? Yep. So, okay. Yeah. So you bring up a good area too, because I think a lot of people are, especially right now that people have time, but I know it's just taken a surge with 23andMe and all the stuff with GE mm -hmm. Match and DNA mm -hmm. suddenly becoming not only for solving crimes, but just this vital connection to, yes. you can get blood cells from them and kidneys from them and like people that you're related to. There's just, yeah, we're on the precipice here. Right. I always think the privacy DNA debate. That's another one I wrestle with. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I did the DNA test and you know, my whole life I thought I was Hispanic and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I did it. So there's a story in my family that we're like Mohawk or something like that. And it's like this big story that everybody's like so proud of. And I got my results back. Not even yeah. a little bit of native American. Right. And actually and a little teeny tiny bit Jewish. So it's like, well, yeah. you gotta throw that out the window. Sorry, kids, but that's right. All comes yeah. down to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got the two percent, you know, 
uh, Russian Jewish, but mm. if it's less than five, I don't pay attention. But right, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Portuguese, ten percent nice. Portuguese, and then very nice. You know, sixty percent England, Ireland, and Scotland. Which what? Oh yeah, go Scotland! <laughs> Woohoo! And steel is always, always purple. Just so we're clear, <laughs> always purple. In fact, steel look I'm matching you today. Nice. Oh, and I'm purple too. Yeah. You are. Yes. Uh, any other questions? Thanks, Seal. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Any other questions? Well, I, I just had a quick one, um, Stacy. Whoever I, had the um, police have questioned you because maybe you know too many details. Have you ever had that when you've given them information where they've said, "How did you know that?" Because that was only something the killer knew. We kept it out of the media. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah. I have been extremely blessed in that area because I know that they've, uh, that sometimes they even arrest people Ooh. for that for a little bit and make them sweat it out. So, um, yeah, I've, I haven't experienced that yet, or I should say not yet. I'm not, I'm going to erase that word <laughs> from the end of the sentence. Good God. <laughs> ah, um, I haven't experienced that. Hey, you have the virus on your ha behalf now. Hopefully, with social distancing, you won't ever be close enough for them to get you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have exactly. to find me, sir. That's it. Right. Too bad. <laughs> that was a great question, though, Don. I wondered about that yes. myself. I forgot to ask that. So how do people... Okay, so now folks have heard about what you do, and mm -hmm. um, how do people engage your services? What does that look like? So um, I do have a website. It's stacyscott.net, and... Um, People get it wrong because there is an E in my first name. So it's S-T-A-C-E-Y. And then Scott, like Scotland, go Scotland, uh, .net. And then uh, my email address is investigations at stacyscott.net. Or I'm also on social media. I'm on Instagram. Have a tendency to not answer Instagram messages because usually it's creepy guys. Yeah. Um, and so Twitter, I'm also on Twitter. Okay. And I'm going to make sure that... Um the folks, my folks know how to reach you because it's here in the slides and then I will also be posting it on social media so you guys can absolutely contact Stacy. Let her know you heard about her here so she can know this was really a good use of her time. I am thrilled to have you here today, Stacy. Thank, Thank you so much. Thanks. And Jen, I just want to say really quick, I do charge for personal readings, but I do not charge for case readings. Wow. Wow. That so, is huge. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and good. So personal readings guys get in it, but if it's a case reading and you've got you true crime, um, cold case, people know who you are. This is a resource. I encourage you to at least reach out and see if Stacy hears anything from your folks, anything that could help you because I know what it's like to live with an unsolved crime for 40 years and it's a long time and one hell of a journey. So if we can do anything to shorten that journey, I know Stacy's down for that. So am I. Uh, I think this is um, this is really important for you. So please reach out and and take advantage of the personal readings too, because we don't want her to go broke. Um, <laughs> thank, Stacey, you. thank you. What's coming up next on the show on Monday? I'm going to do I'm going to do another Gen Motivation Monday, which is I'm going to try to find something that's um, breaking in the news and turn it into English for you and figure out some ways that you can access the information. So that will be on Monday, but I don't have a topic yet because I'm heading home to Santa Cruz for a few days, which I'm excited to see my cats. And then um, we have great guests next week. So I want you to make sure to cut, plan on come back and share the news about Stacy. This is a great service. Thank you, Stacy, so much. And thank you everybody for coming to the show today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs>